Welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. This is the show where inbound agency leaders share the strategies, shortcomings, and successes they've experienced in their journey toward building their dream agency. Now, here are your hosts, Andrew and Gray. Hey, how's it going? This is Andrew, and welcome to episode 106 of Inbound Agency Journey. Today, we've got a little bit of a different feel here for you. We're going to be playing the audio from my talk at Inbound 2016. And that talk was all about here on the podcast, the lessons learned. We talk about the top five takeaways from over 70 agency owner interviews. Really good time up in Boston last year at Inbound and dug into a lot of cool stuff. Couldn't barely keep it within the 45-minute content, um, but we we rolled into some cool stuff and even had to roll the Q&A out to the hallway afterwards. It was an awesome time. It's also a cool time to announce the 2017 Inbound. Uh, we are very excited to be on the track again, and we've got the title here is Find Your Breakthrough, Five Steps to Cut the Crap and Seriously Scale Your Agency. I'm fired up about this talk. We're going to be digging into a lot of agency framework stuff and diving into the operating system that powers your agency. So if you're coming to Inbound 17 up in Boston this year, check out uh, that session. I'm going to be under the Hacks, Tips, and Tricks track there at Inbound 17. Looking forward to that. So without further ado, let me jump to this 16 Inbound track here. So dig in and enjoy. Thank you, Matt. Everyone, welcome. Uh, hope y'all are enjoying Inbound so far. This is one of my favorite times of the year. This is like homecoming, coming back to see everyone here, especially here on the agency track. So many friendly faces, and it's so cool to be here with y'all. Um, thanks for taking time out of your busy agenda here to listen to top five lessons from over 70 inbound agencies. The cool thing about this presentation is I didn't say it. The people out there that built awesome inbound agencies around the world said this stuff. And after doing this for a year and a half, talking to inbound agency owners every single week, it's been some awesome content, some awesome lessons learned, but a lot of overlap between all the successes out there. So I'm really fired up to share this with you. Um, as we go through, we're going to be doing a high level, and then we're diving deep into some things. So if questions pop up, we're going to try to leave some time at the end. So please bring them forward. I'd love to hear those questions. Uh, before we kick off, a little bit about me. Uh, it's my wife, Rachel, and I. Um, three weeks ago, we had a little baby girl named June. She is at home right now. That girl, I'll tell you what, she stole my heart. And I knew it was going to be hard leaving for this thing. But until I held her um, Tuesday morning and kissed her goodbye, I didn't know how hard it was going to be. So I'm on a plane right after this to get back to her. And I can't wait. Um, we have always been a small business. My business partner, Gray, and I started Guava Box. It's an inbound agency in our college dorm room. We became HubSpot Partners back in 2012, and so that agency has been running for about five years. And about two and a half years into that operation, we hit that wall that a lot of agencies hit where we understand inbound, we get this idea that we need to add value, we are selling like crazy, and then we actually, oh crap, sold a couple of these things. Now we have to figure out the operations and the processes to deliver on the contracts we just signed. And so that's where the idea, the inspiration for Do Inbound came about. Do Inbound's a process and project management tool for inbound agencies. So we 
because we went through it as an agency, we understand those processes, the challenges there, and that's a tool that helps agencies through that journey. And when we started that, we started thinking, this family that we all have here together, inbound agency owners, is one of the most transparent, sharing organizations or communities that I've ever been a part of. How could we tap into that and really condense all of this knowledge to shorten the lessons, to shorten the journey that we all take? Because we're all trying to build a very similar business model here. That was the launch of Inbound Agency Journey. And uh, just to raise your hands, if you, anyone ever listened to a single episode of Inbound Agency Journey? Just raise your hand. Okay. That's cool. There's a lot here who haven't yet. So homework, pull out your phone, wherever you listen to your podcast, search Inbound Agency Journey, subscribe to that. There are over 80 episodes now focused on these are journeys that we take. Um, and through this journey, we've had over 70 owners on there. We have agency professionals on there as well. A lot of people here speak on the agency track, have come on, and these are deep dive, long session interviews there um, that can help shortcut the road that you're on to build your business. And in the past year and a half, we've had over 37,000 downloads from all over the world. And kind of the coolest part of this journey is to just talk to people who say, you know, I have you in my earbuds as I'm doing my morning walk or as I'm walking by the beach. Or you, you guys bring the people that inspire me to keep moving forward. And that's what's really cool. Because building a business is hard. And building an agency business is really freaking hard. It's really, it's easy to get excited about what we do here. But when it comes down to brass tacks is actually delivering, delivering profitably, there's a lot of work that goes into this. And that's why a lot of agencies hit a wall and fall off. And the idea behind Inbound Agency Journey is how can we share the best lessons learned, the pains, the struggles, the shortfalls, with the community so that together we can move this entire space forward, innovate, deliver value in unique ways to unique markets, and learn from each other along the way. So here's your cheat sheet. This is where we're going today. Top five lessons learned. Number one is begin with the end in mind. Here we dig into a lot of the mindset that the owner needs to have and the core team needs to have. We're gonna dig into some quotes and some lessons shared there. Process documentation is key. This should not be a new lesson to anyone here. If you've been to any of these partner tracks, you understand the importance of documenting your processes. But we're gonna dive into specifics on how to go about doing that, the lessons learned from people who've walked that journey, and hopefully it'll save you guys a lot of time as you go about documenting your processes. Number three is treating yourself as your best client. There we're going to talk about the all-important marketing for the marketing agency, how to avoid that cobbler's kid has no shoes mentality, and really unlock growth for your agency. Because without leads, we don't have a business. So we're going to learn from the people who've walked that journey and take some tips from them. Number four, the client isn't always right. This is about putting structure in place to guide your client on a journey. Because at the end of the day, clients hire agencies for two reasons. Number one. They want a digital yes man who will just do what they say, and it's cheaper to hire an agency and fire an agency than it is to hire a full-time marketer. And number two, they want to tap into expertise outside of their organization that lives and breathes this stuff every single day that can move their company forward. Obviously, we want to work with the latter of those two. We don't want to be working with someone who's just trying to tell us what to do. The client is not always right. He's going to teach us some structure on how we can kind of guide clients along a journey there. Agency culture does not happen by accident. How do we build a strong team? Because as agencies, our rate limiting factor is our ability to deliver the services that we've contracted out. You can't build a 50 client agency 
with a two-person team. You've got to have a structure, and culture is going to keep that structure intact and allow you guys to manage your best asset, which is your team. And then bonus is number six. It's a personal journey, and we're going to get into that when we get there. So number one, begins with the end in mind. Um, classic Stephen Covey point here, if we're going to arrive at a destination, we can't just meander around the wilderness to get there. We've got to put a dot on the map and go after that dot. And when it comes to organizations, what we've learned talking with folks is that that starts with the agency owner. The agency owner has to be first confident in where they want to take their business. And I don't just mean I want to build a great inbound agency and I want to service clients, delight those clients. I mean specifically breaking down what do you want in life, not necessarily just a business goal because this is personal. This is a journey for all of us as entrepreneurs and owners. And if we fail to take the time to think about where we want to go and the business we want to build, like when I get to retirement age, when I, when I look back at the career that I had, at the team that I built, what do I want that to look like? And take an, a very proactive stance in building that dream by defining it first. And we need to do that first as owners before we can expect our core team to do it and definitely before we can expect our entire organization to fall in line behind some vision. And the worst thing that we can do is come back from a conference like this, all fired up and inspired, come back, talk to our team, drop it down, and try to get them to just buy in and move along and move forward. We've got to first define it ourselves and put a clear plan in place. The next step after we know where we're trying to go as owners is bringing that core team along with us. And this is huge because if it's just top down, here's where we're going, but no one buys into that vision, we're going to fall flat and we're not going to get anywhere. And on the podcast, we hear from a lot of owners who've walked this journey. And sometimes they, they share the struggle that they had going through this with their co-founders, going through this with their core team, and how through that pain and adversity came great things. They were able to break free and be more aligned than they ever were. And then there's the other stories where people have friction here. And maybe they had a team member that was their first team member on board, and they have a great relationship. But there's a conflict here, and so they have to part ways. And again, it goes back to the fact that it's personal, so we feel pain in that. But if we don't first align ourselves where we want to go and then our core team around us, we're going to continue to falter. And having a core team that's bought into a shared vision and driving there together, that's powerful. Marissa Smith, if any of you have had a chance to listen to Marissa, she is an awesome gift to this community. She is an EOS uh, advocate, Angela implementer now as well. Um, but Marissa was on the podcast, and she shared some great takeaways. Um, one quote that she shared that's very applicable here is that as a team, you need to be on the same page about what you are trying to build. We can't just have it in our heads. We can't assume that we're all on the same page, but we've got to all be on the same page there together. The third step here in beginning with the end in mind is once we as a core team have defined what we're trying to build together, the size of the agency that we want to build the target type of client that we're trying to go after, the type of a team environment that we want to build. Are we in person or are we remote? Once we define those things, now it's time to put a clear action plan in place and present it to the rest of the organization. Now, it can be hard, especially for a smaller team, to differentiate between slide two and slide three here. Where am I, what's the breakdown? What's the separation there between um, my core team and my whole team? But if we present it to everybody that's at the agency before it's fully baked, then we're going to have a hard time moving people forward through it. So make sure you define it with your core team first, then take it out to the team and have a clear structure with clear organization 
that helps break down how, to, how you're going to get from where you are today to that vision that you defined together. Quote here from Mike Lieberman, and this hits at the point of what are we trying to build, what are we trying to create? Um, Mike says the $4,000 retainer is a lot of times more work and more energy and more stress than the $10,000 a month retainer, so go for the bigger deals. That sounds great on a slide and it sounds great in a pull quote, but actually when it comes down to attracting those leads, closing the sales, how do we go about doing that? Defining that as our target is the first step. We, this will not happen by accident. We can't keep saying yes to those $3,000 deals, those $4,000 deals along the way. If we truly want to be the agency that services the $10,000 deal, we've got to make the hard step of saying no over and over again. And again, on the podcast, those who break free are the ones that build up the courage to say no when they need to say no. Another element here is putting an agency operating system in place. When we think about your smartphone, there's a software that powers that smartphone. And so that every action that you do on there, you're not even thinking about the system that's operating behind it that powers that phone. Our agencies need the exact same thing. This is like operational frameworks here. How, what's going to be the system that's going to drive us forward? Uh, anyone read Traction here, the EO, familiar with the EOS? Awesome, some hands up here. That has been something that's come up over and over and over again on the podcast because it's a simple framework that you can apply to your business right away, and you emulate first and innovate later off of that, but it's gonna give you an operational understanding of how do we structure the agency as a business. And in a creative industry like we're in, it can be hard to apply the, rule, the standard rules of business to what we do, but if we wanna be profitable, and we again, we go back to that vision that we have and what we're trying to build, we need an operating system that's gonna help get us there. So, for example, how, what's our organizational chart? What are the job descriptions that break down within that organizational chart? How are we meeting as a core team? How do we solve problems? All of those things. And Traction is a phenomenal place to get started if you guys are feeling a little bit lost in the organizational side of things, in the operating side of things. The last point here is we as leaders, we can't come back from a conference like this all fired up and just plop down on our team and say, here's what we're going to do. We're strong for one week. We're strong for two weeks. But I'll tell you what, three or four weeks in, those old habits start coming back. We start breaking down the way that we want to be versus the way that we are. If we want real change to happen as a team, we've got to commit to leading by example. And for a lot of agency owners, this means letting go. And this is really painful especially if we've been at this a long time and we have, as owners, have had our hands in all kinds of different pots. We hear this all the time on the podcast. It's when we can define that structure within the operating system, define roles where I should be and where I shouldn't be, and then take a step back from those areas where I should not be. That's where freedom is found, but that's a scary step for us to take, to trust people on our team, to handle things that we've always handled ourselves, but there's freedom there. And that, that splash in the pool, man, that's got to feel good, so... Make it happen. Recap here, those are the five points that break down within, beginning with the end in mind. Uh, and it starts first at the top, you can see, and then it works its way down. But it's not, it's not top down. You can see that we are, we're starting in our own minds, we're connecting the minds of our core team, we're then inspiring our whole teams with that core vision. So now there's a common banner that we are all running behind. And I don't know how many of you guys have been through this, through this place and had this feeling where, We've got a team on board, and everyone's excited for a while, but then the morale kind of begins to settle down, 
clients are stressful, deadlines are stressful, we're getting hit over and over again. If we don't know where we're going together, we're gonna falter a lot. So having that common roadmap, that common place where we're trying to all move together, that can inspire a team and move everybody forward towards that goal. So number two, process documentation is key. The way we wanna start this as agencies is at the deliverable level. Now, we're, we're, we operate in a creative space, but to be profitable, we've gotta bring some structure to that creative environment. So let's start with our list of deliverables. This is just a whiteboard exercise that you guys can do with your core team again, is just go, go to the whiteboard and say, what is every deliverable that we create as a team? And I'll bet you that that list is a lot longer than you think it is, and it's a lot longer than it should be, because you're gonna be doing things for different clients, one-off things that we only do once, and when we do that, we're sucking resources into those spaces, and we're not able to make money on those lessons that we learned along the way. So first, define that list of deliverables, almost like building a menu of your services. Even if you don't put it on your website as like a straight list of what you offer, just the process, the exercise of doing this together is gonna open up some awesome conversations on the team. Especially when we think about everyone kind of uniting around that common fixed point. The issue of deliverables here, maybe one side of your team thinks that video is really the direction that we should be moving strategically as an agency, when the other side says, you know what, COS design, growth-driven design, that's where we really need to be moving. Can you do both? Yes. But how do you go about doing that well in a way that gets you to that goal that you guys unified around? So this exercise is gonna be helpful as you start documenting, but it's also really valuable for your team and the communication that you guys have moving forward. The next step, once those deliverables are documented, is breaking each deliverable down into the tasks that are required to deliver that deliverable. Break that down step by step. And then who is responsible for each of those tasks as well? This is gonna help you figure out how does your team collaborate when it comes to delivering the services that you guys are already selling right now. And as you go through this, you're gonna see really what's the frequency with which we deliver these services. Are we profitable in this sense? Are we able to deliver this enough so that the people that are completing the tasks within this deliverable are, you know, we're doing it in a way where we can still be profitable at the end of the day, and we're not overpaying someone for a job that's only being done for one client, for example. So extract those processes from the people that do it. Uh, one temptation that some people have, and this is some lessons that have been learned on the podcast as well, is we try as a core team to document how we're gonna do it, and then we take that out to the team that actually does it, and there might be some conflict there. So. This is an opportunity to get everyone around the table, and just like when we work with our clients and we get different people talking, when we get our team talking about how we do things, they now have a piece of ownership in that process. They know that, okay, my opinion is heard, I'm listened to here, and I'm gonna help move this company from where we are to that fixed goal of where we're trying to go to together. Marissa here again, talking about the value of taking that list and putting it into repeatable templates. This is where your project management software can come into play, whether it's, you know, you're just documenting this stuff in Google Drive, you've got a Basecamp account, you've got a Teamwork account. Think in templates. Think in repeatable components that we can pull from one client and plug into another, and use that as your standard operating procedure that are going to be updated over time, 
but they're something that can save us time as we're deploying them over and over again. Next thing here we think about our processes is let's break big things down into smaller pieces. Now, when we think about the idea of delivering delight to our clients, at first, that's an overwhelming thought. And we can see that in the eyes of our prospect through the sales process. Just the journey of connecting what inbound is, what it could be for them, that's a huge learning curve. And so from the agency perspective, when we think about how do we operationally deliver what we've promised, breaking it down into smaller pieces is the way to go. I was reading Fast Company um, probably a year and a half ago, and they had an interview in there with the head scientist at NASA. And I first of all thought that must look amazing on LinkedIn, head scientist at NASA. That's a pretty cool uh, organization to be in charge of there. But they got a goal of getting a human on Mars, and that's a massive undertaking kind of like delivering delight to a new inbound client. And so when asked, how do you even start thinking about this? How do you get someone from Earth up to Mars? She said the answer is very simple. You break it down into small pieces, and you take it one step at a time. The way we deliver our services are no different, both operationally and client interface, how the client sees it, and third, how we sell it, how we set those client expectations. The balance of those three things together is really powerful, and you'll see how the folks who've been on and shared their story have come to that realization. Next step here is establishing a proven process for solving problems. Uh, anyone familiar with Dave Ramsey? We've heard of him? Cool. Dave Ramsey has an approach for getting out of debt. It's called the debt snowball. That debt snowball is a process but everyone who listens to his show, comes to his conferences, they're all in very different life situations. You've got some people that are doctors that have a quarter million dollars in debt. You have some people that are truck drivers that have $20,000 in credit card debt. But that debt snowball of listing your debts from smallest to largest and paying it off smallest to largest in that order, working it through, that works for everybody regardless of your situation. So as an inbound agency, we can think in the same way, how do we go about the process of solving a problem? What's our proven approach for helping you get from where you are today to where you want to be. Mapping out that journey, branding that journey, and having that be your differentiating factor. Because I'll tell you what, just being another inbound agency is not going to cut it anymore. 2012, 2013, maybe it did, but you can see this community is growing. The inbound conference gets bigger and bigger every year. It's not getting smaller and smaller. So what that means is for our community to continue to succeed, we've got to be differentiating ourselves from each other. So we've got to lock down this proven process that sets us apart from every other agency that our prospects are talking to. And Michael Rose here, Michael is another EOS agency. He's the CEO at Mojo Media Labs. Phenomenal interview. Take a note on this, Google it, and check this out, because Michael is a process thinker, so if you're like me and you lean more creative, and you know you need processes, but you're not really sure where to start, this interview with Michael is a really, really good overview on their system, how they lock down their job descriptions, their roles in their agency, and how they continue to move forward. But one question that he asks that powers their team is how can we leverage process development to help our clients see progress faster? And what I love about this quote is it takes kind of the sterile idea of process development and ties it to customer delight. 
Because if we can streamline the way we do things and we can get results faster, our clients at the end of the day are gonna be happier. So when we, again, go back to our proven process, we can say, okay, what are the tactics that we wanna apply within the first 90 days of an engagement to deliver the best results for our client? And we know that you know, 80, 90% of the time, if I add a slide in CTA on my blog post, I'm gonna see increased conversions. Or if I take these PDFs and put them behind a landing page, I'm gonna see increased conversions. There's so many tactics that we can leverage as inbound agencies, but figuring out what sequence to activate those tactics within a greater strategy is really important. And then having the process in place to quickly deploy that so your clients are seeing results fast. Because the faster we get them to ROI, the happier they're gonna be and the more likely they are to continue working with us long term. And that's what we need, guys. It's a lot cheaper to keep a current client than it is to get a new one on board and up and running. And one way that you can do that is you can map your ideal client journey. A couple steps for doing this. And there, there are a lot of interviews that walk through how different agencies do this. There's not one ideal journey that works for everybody. Everyone has their own spin on it. Um, but here are four steps that are common across everything. The first is establishing the main phases that you want to walk your clients through. So. Some people, they say, uh, we want to get a new client, we want to get a website up as fast as possible, so we start converting leads. That's one strategy. Another strategy is, as soon as we sign a client, the first thing that we're going to do is get all the C-suite people in one room together, we're going to start talking persona discovery, and we're going to build a kick-butt inbound strategy. That's critical. That's the first thing that we're going to do. For some people, that's only content strategy. For some people, that's content plus a technology audit. Do you need HubSpot? What are you on right now? What's your CRM situation look like? Um, the next phase, once you lock down that process, that journey that you want to walk people through, is what are, the, what are the milestones within each of these phases? So if I'm building an inbound game plan for a client, how do I do that? How do I make this process of creating a unique strategy that is only the same for this one client, how do I take that idea and operationalize it so that I have a process I can repeat over and over and over and over again? I need to be running discovery meetings in a certain way. I need to be leveraging repeatable meeting agendas in a certain way. What are those milestones that we need to lock down? Third, then, is within those milestones, what are the tasks that are necessary to, to complete it? So if the inbound game plan or the inbound strategy is your example, the first milestone is I need to meet with the core team, I need to run an on-site workshop, or I need to get them on Skype and we need to have two, three-hour meetings to do persona interviews, to talk to their sales team about common questions, to talk to the service head, the head engineer, whatever it is. The milestone is I need to run these interviews, save the recordings into my file structure, maybe get them all transcribed, and that's the end. I've now collected information. My second milestone is I'm not gonna take that information, I'm gonna plug it into my strategy template so that I know what my content's gonna be, I know what persona we're gonna prioritize, those sorts of things. So we wanna break things down there. And then last is what are the steps to complete each task within those task breakdowns? Because we want tasks to have ownership tied to them and process tied to them. Because a lot of people that are on the podcast, you'll hear them talk about the struggle around hiring, and we'll get into that a little bit on the culture section. But what happens when your key team member just walks away? And they take all that process that you just invested into them for the last two years, they take it to the next agency, or they take it to one of your clients, Whatever it is, we need to extract that process from our team members so whether they leave 
or they just go on vacation for a week. We have that documented and we can follow through with it. This is an example of something we coach at Do Inbound, a simple client journey that you can implement. Step one, that inbound game plan, put a 30-day runway on that. Step two, once you've created that strategy, build your engine or set up your inbound funnel. And step three is your rolling 90-day campaigns, where now that we have a funnel in place, we're going to spend our time and our energy driving traffic into that funnel. You guys don't have to take this model and adopt it. Again, figure out what works for you. But if you have a graphic like this, how cool is this for your internal team to just know what the heck we're doing? Breaking it down into smaller pieces. And second, in your sales pitch, say, here's what we're going to do, Mr. Prospect. Here's the plan that's going to get you from where you are to where you need to be. So process documentation is key. That's the breakdown there. Um, number three, treating yourself as your best client. The first point that we hear over and over again is the importance of focusing on a key industry. The days of just being inbound for anybody are kind of past, um, but finding either a core set of industries that you're going to focus on or a core specialty that you offer. We are the inbound video agency, or we are the, uh, the HubSpot COS agency. That's another option here, but industry is a great way to go. John McTighe from Kuno, again, a phenomenal interview on the podcast. Agencies need to be focused, identify a vertical that you'd like to target so that you understand those personas really, really well. And you can use this in your sales screening process. This makes your content creation a heck of a lot easier, guys. Specifically, if you're a young agency getting started, if you Google inbound marketing agency, that first page is pretty packed. So are the next five. But if you're inbound agency for XYZ, that's where we start flushing things out a little bit. And if we start creating focused blog posts, we start doing a podcast that targets the thought leaders within that space, whatever it might be, it can allow us to create content a lot faster and get traction a lot faster with our inbound strategy. Dedicated team members to the cause. Um, Greg Lindemanston from Wider Group here says, when they began to exercise this, they began to adopt and treat themselves as a client, actually create content for themselves. That was a light bulb moment. That was a trigger moment that helped them ignite and start moving forward. One way that you can do that, because I know that we're all really, really busy, is putting batch days on the calendar. This is a simple tactic where, say, Wednesdays from 8.30 to 11.30. All that we're doing is creating content for the agency. Straight and simple. Everyone has a blog post assignment or an ebook assignment, and we're just going to crank during that time. No one can book that time because it's blocked on the calendar. And if we don't invest in ourselves and have a steady stream of leads, we're just on our way out of business. So let's practice what we preach, because it's really, really important for our sustainability. And it also helps us to identify tactics that we can bring to our clients and shortcut their growth. Go back to that quote from Michael on developing process to deliver client delight. Why should we try things out on our clients when we can try them out on ourselves first? Look at Bob and the pack. They're just one great example of an agency that does this. You can see the work that they've done in their inline form CTAs. That's one thing that they learned there. They've, they've been very outspoken about how they've taken that to their clients. Their blog template design, they use that as a discovery project now where they just sell their blog design to clients. It's a foot in the door, kind of a discovery journey for them. But they're a great example of people that, if they hadn't done that for themselves, how would they have discovered it? Is it worth rolling the dice and risking an idea of flopping on a client when they're expecting an ROI, they have an expectation on a timeline, but when we do it for ourselves, We've got a lot more leeway right there. Be your best case study. Jeff White um, from Kula Partners 
the way to grow your team really, really big, to grow your reach rather, is to invest in inbound and to do what we say we should do to all of our clients, because it can give us a global reach right there. So treating yourself as your best client. Um, this sounds cool, and we're all going to come back fired up about doing this. And you'll probably see a spike in blog posts coming out over the next two weeks. But the batch days is a way to make that sustainable. And when you think about your content strategy, I'm preaching to the choir, I know, but think about a way that we can make it easier on ourselves. Can we just do one video a week where we can turn that video also into a podcast? We can put it on YouTube, we can put it on Facebook, we can put it on a blog, we can write a blog post about that video, and we just kind of content branch off of that core piece of content. Think about ways you can make it easier. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, guys, but innovate and find a way to make it happen. Number four, client is not always right. Clear expectations start in the sales process. We hear this over and over and over and over and over again, that expectations are the key to happy clients. Um, Marcus fans in the house, anybody? Marcus and the team, thank you, Douglas. Marcus and the team do a phenomenal job of telling people that they're not a good fit. And this is okay, because it can be more toxic for our internal culture to bring on a bad client than it is to not bring on a client. So when we think about the cost of new client acquisition, if we bring on someone who's a bad fit, it can actually drain our resources, pull down our morale, and if my team is dealing with one client that keeps bringing up fire, 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 because they're not a good fit, how are they gonna then treat my other clients who I need to retain? So just think about who are we not a good fit for and be okay with saying no to those people. Standardizing communication with your clients is a big deal, and this is a lesson that we've heard on the podcast, but also just from growing Guava Box, our agency, we've gone through this ourselves as well. Um, don't ever assume that your client is on the same page as you. It's better to over-communicate than it is to under-communicate. So we really like standing meetings, whether they're weekly meetings or bi-weekly meetings with clients, but having those regular appointments on the calendar where you're just touching base and investing into the relationship, that's really powerful. Again, John McTighe says, you have to train your clients to work with you. And I love this quote, I use it all the time, because it's, it again goes back to the idea that we don't want to be digital yes-men. We're strategists. Our biggest asset is our strategy and our creative mind that we bring to help solve their problems. So if they don't want to operate within that framework and that proven process that we bring to the table, we're not a good fit. We want to work with people that are excited to work with us. Uh, and that brings us to the next point where if you're going to work with clients, think about folks that are willing to be wrong. And this quote comes from Tiffany, and I love it because we, if you're working with a client that's open to being wrong, it's just an indicator that they are open to growth. How can I grow as a person, much less as a business, because I'm not open to new ideas and challenging the way that I think about the world? And when it comes to our marketing, that's really, really important. If we see a prospect that's really, really resistant, we want to be cautious about that and make sure that they are, uh, they're open to our insights right there. You're the expert. Bring a plan. Um, Lindsay Kelly here sums it up really, really well. You can't throw a strategy together on the row, on the, on the fly. So specifically, if you're going through like your first couple clients, it's easy to just sign them, get all fired up, I got a, I got a new license, whatever it is, but now what am I gonna do? We hear from this a lot as well, and it's echoed in our journey. If you're gonna bring on a new client, you have gotta know what you're gonna do because six months in, nine months in, 12 months in, we've gotta make a solid pitch to renew or why are they gonna stick around? and we're not gonna be able to do that without a strategy. Stand by your team. 
Shout out to my man, Michael Redman here. If a client is go isn't going to honor the team, it's time to fire the client. Don't let them push your people around. Because at the end of the day, your team members are your most important asset. We're an inbound agency. We deliver leads. We deliver sales to our clients. But it's our team that helps make that happen. And a team member is much more important than one client who's used to getting their way. So as an owner, it's our responsibility to take care of our team members if we see them being pushed around. Number five, agency culture does not happen by accident. Matt Sunshine from Lead G2. Awesome interview. If you're looking to put a hiring process in place at your agency, specifically if you're trying to hire a salesperson, Matt shares a lot of insight in this interview. Um, that's really, really good stuff. You need a process for attracting talent. In the interview, Matt talks about his talent bank and how he's always nurturing a list of talent out there that is interested, that is qualified before he even has a job to post. Um, Patrick Bittescombe from New Breed. You're never too small to start thinking about your culture. So even if you have a one or two person team, again, going back to beginning with the end in mind, what's the type of a culture that we want to build as an agency? Are we a five, ten person, in person agency that's a boutique culture where we all get along really, really well? Or are we a 30 person team that stretches the globe and works remotely? Thinking about that context and then the culture of how you operate within that context, the expectations that people can be, uh, that can have as they are going through the, the uh, onboarding process is really, really important. Process for vetting talent. Again, Michael Rose here. Going back to your core values, and this is going to come out of that agency operating system again, defining those core values as a team and where we're trying to go together, that's really, really important. Uh, because those core values are going to dictate the type of people that we work with. You need a process for onboarding your, your new talent. And Bob and Natalie from Impact, I mean, if, did anyone hear Bob's talk yesterday about the hard lessons learned? Kudos to Bob for just being so open and honest about the journey that he's been on. Um, but one thing that came out in their interview, their joint interview on the podcast, was how important it is to not only bring on the right person, but have a process in place for making sure that they're up and running within their role, they get everything that they need, and they're good to go there. Next, we need a process for reviewing that talent once they're on board. How are we checking in with them, making sure that they are okay? Are they on the right career path? Do they feel fulfilled in their job? Are we challenging them enough? Are we challenging them too much? Checking in on a regular basis, having reviews in place so that we're getting in there and understanding what, what that um, person's facing. And again, that interview with Bob and Natalie, they walk through their process, how they do this at Impact. Um, great quote here um, from Perry about treating your team members really well, because again, if you, if you want your team members to treat your clients well, but you're not treating them well, you're not conscious of how much you're putting on their plates, how is that going to bleed through to your clients? So make sure you treat that team well first so that when they take those client interactions, they're really in a place to treat them really, really well the way that we would treat them as owners. And again, as we step back and build bigger organizations, it's really, really important for us to make sure that the team that's filling our shoes ha is equipped to handle those relationships the same way we would. You need a process for firing people as well. Over and over and over we hear the pains that people have gone through from either waiting too long to fire, not firing at all, um, hire slow, fire fast. We hear that over and over again on the podcast. Um, and that, that's, that can be really painful, hence the uh, pensive look out the window. <sighs> Let's recap on culture, guys. Um, 
Last bit I want to hit on, then we're going to jump into Q&A. This is a personal journey for all of us. We're entrepreneurs. Why are we building this? Why are we spending this time, this energy, these late nights, time away from family to build these businesses? Um, Trish, this is a great interview as well. They're all great. But um, she talks about, as a cancer survivor, she found it a need to build something that gave her purpose. Helping companies grow is really, really important to her. What's your important thing? Maybe it's creating a culture where you're giving to your team members and you're creating a viable workplace for them. Maybe it's a lifestyle for you and your family where you want time to be with them. So you're gonna build, you're gonna build that margin into the way that you run your operations. It's personal and spend time first, like Gary V said, doing some, some self uh, analysis, figuring out what am I trying to do? And then how do I take that to my core team? How do I take that to my whole team so that we're running to the right direction? And when I get there, I'm happy to be there. I'm not that guy that says, what did I do with my life? Why did I go through all this pain and struggle? Because there's a lot of easier ways out there to make money. Remington here. This is like a kudos to people who think this is all overwhelming in the process. Documentation side is like freaks them out. I love what Remington says. There's probably a thousand more operating procedures that I need to build. No, it's a journey, guys. We're going to be on this journey for a long time, and it's a process of continual improvement. We're never going to arrive there, but we get better every single day as we're moving forward towards a goal. So find what drives you, keep investing in yourself. Inbound's a great place to invest. Branch off the agency track as well and be inspired by some people here this week. Um, and know that it's a journey and keep moving forward. Um, thank you so much for your time. And if anyone has any questions, I'd love to hear them.